Blog Talk Radio. Good, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining me. It's 3 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, the day after Memorial Day. My name is Brett Rosenthal. This is called The Armor Report. I'm reporting to you here on YouTube as well as um, Blog Talk Radio, if you prefer the podcast version. Uh, for those of you who have been following me, thanks for, for joining again. For those of you who are new, just I'll repeat real quick. Armor Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. And the reason I spend so much time talking about the cannabis space, of course, the title of this particular episode is, um, you know, investing in the hemp, cannabis, marijuana uh, industry. It's because it's our favorite investment theme that we've identified. I've been doing this over 30 years, got a lot of experience riding the waves of investing super cycles, starting with the internet companies when I first got in the business professionally in 1993, then leading up to things like the genetics, uh, mapping of the human genome and riding that wave. And here we are at the very beginning of another investment super cycle. Um, They come around maybe once a decade and you have to have your eyes wide open Um, And you have to be committed if you want to increase net worth over time investing in a particular space. But this is a show about investing. And I reiterate Armor Report because everything here begins and ends with investing using algorithms. So we do fundamental research. We meet management teams of companies. We gather information. All of this information I share with you on this show, I use for my own personal assets. And for the investors that I work with, I work with investors through my affiliation with interactive brokers. Now, I have a website set up for your um, enjoyment to help you understand how to manage risk. That's what I talk about on this show and every show. And while I get excited about the uh, cannabis industry and other investments, I always try to come at it from the standpoint of managing risk. So we're going to start with that topic today. And then I'm going to get into the earnings announcements that are coming out this week for U.S. cannabis companies. And I'm going to share a little secret with you for how we analyze the MSOs. MSO stands for multi-state operator, which is another way of saying cannabis dispensary. Okay, this is another way of saying retail company that sells cannabis. Okay, which is another way of saying medical dispensary. They're all the same thing. So this is a, I I try to, hopefully I help you um, order your thinking. There's there's one of the key parts about investing correctly in a new um, investment super cycle is to understand the terminology. So certain ways, this is a bit of a investing one-on-one, just understanding the terms. The difference between cannabis, marijuana, and hemp, or I should say the similarities between, right? We have the cannabis plant. Hemp over here, marijuana over here, they share certain characteristics and certain byproducts. CBD, THC, terpenes, all these other things. But I digress. Let's Focus on investing. That's what I do here. It's a live trading desk. All around me are computers. The market is selling off right now. Assets are coming back down. 
So let's talk about managing risk. I don't care how exciting the cannabis investing super cycle is. And it's exciting, let me tell you. It's a lot of money we're going to make over the next three to five to ten years. But here's the rub when it comes to investing. Are you going to make money right now in the investment theme, or do you have to wait 10 years? That's the rub. That's the hard part. That's where the rubber hits the road. Figuring out the timing. And there's no easy way to do that. Some people... I just read a a story today. And by the way, I curate for you a list on Twitter. It's called Top Shelf Tweets. Take a look at it. It's a public list. I use it for my own personal consumption, but it it helps me. And yes, Top Shelf is a nod to to ice hockey, my favorite sport. All of you out here understood that. Um, Certainly all you Canadian cannabis lovers don't understand Top Shelf Tweets. But basically it helps, you know, Uh, focus my attention on information from the investing experience and understanding different cycles. And in that top shelf tweets, you'll find a lot of cannabis stories because it's an ever-evolving investment thesis. But let's get back to the beginning. You have to manage risk. And so on the website that I've created for you, we have two Um, um, sections right on the landing page. One is called uh, our risk monitor, risk on, risk off monitor. We follow with our algorithms the top five indexes that give us direction on the whole market. The fact is seven out of 10 stocks follow the market, period. So if the market keeps selling off, stocks are going down. I don't care how great the hemp investment theory is. the market sells off for the next six months, it's going to take a lot longer for you to make money on your investments. I don't care if it's cannabis or anything else. Okay. 70 to 75% of all stocks follow the market averages. That's why we focus. That's why I call it the armor report. That's why we have algorithms for those indexes. And if you look at the website, you'll see the date we've been in a risk off mode completely since the 20th of this month. And the market keeps going down. Does that mean we're bearish? Are we out there shorting? Absolutely not. It just means we're looking for a better entry point to add to positions, and we've taken off a lot of risk so we can weather the storm of the market sell-off. If you scroll down that homepage, you'll see literally our three model portfolios that all of our investors are aligned with. They're aligned with one of these three, conservative, balanced, or aggressive. And you can see there we have zero market exposure. We don't own any indexes. We've focused on particular groups and themes, but we reduced our exposure even to cannabis. Okay? So I'm going to talk in a minute about how exciting a cannabis investment theory is. And I'm going to discuss three of my favorite investment ideas. Full disclosure, I own all three of them. But I'm telling you, I've already reduced my exposure to prepare myself for this risk of the market. There's really three types of risk, market risk, industry theme risk, and then individual stock risk. Right now we got market risk. It's dragging stocks down across the board. 
industry theme we think is fantastic. I think cannabis stocks are going a lot higher over the next three to five to ten years. Could it happen over the next three to six months? Absolutely. I'm not saying it won't. I just never build an investment portfolio hoping that it's going to make money in the next three to six months. I haven't the slightest idea if it will or not. I don't invest on hope. I build investment portfolios based on years of doing this. I find themes that are compelling. I find companies inside those themes that are dominant. And I put capital to work. And then I manage the risk. I'll have a lot of capital on when algorithms tell me risk on. And then I'll take all that risk off and go to a minimal position when the algorithms are telling me risk off. That's how we manage money, investing one-on-one. You have to have a plan to protect your capital. Okay? The other thing you can do, and look, I've had clients do it. They put a small amount of capital into an investment theme, and they forget about it. And they wake up a decade later, and they've made a lot of money, and they've avoided all the agita. Nothing wrong with that. Find out what sleeping point is for you invest capital up to your sleeping point and then forget about it and if you don't want to look at it every day be my guest okay everybody's different you have to figure out what your risk tolerance is and how to handle it i share with you my information about my portfolio just to help you think through the process and educate you all right let's get to the cannabis part of this conversation last time i spoke to you i broke down for you the investment relationship between canopy and acreage. And I told you that at the end of last week, there would be a release on the websites of acreage and probably uh, canopies. I didn't go to canopies, but I saw it on acreage and I was looking through it, explaining the deal. And if you've done your homework over the weekend, you'll see what I shared with you about, for instance, $2.55 to $2.60 of a cash dividend will be paid to shareholders of acreage when this deal closes is the reality of what's going on in this investment. They're going to announce earnings tonight. Um, I'm not so interested in really what the earnings number is for acreage. Acreage is not really a company that's about earnings right now. They're a company that's about gathering as many licenses as they can in as many states as they can so that they can begin over time incorporating Canopy's products into their spaces. Okay, so they're, right, right now they're gathering assets and what we call in the industry a roll-up. They're rolling up licenses all across the country. So I want to listen to the conference call tonight to hear how that process is going And, of course, I expect a lot of questions and answers about the deal with Canopy. So we got the data dump last week. We've had a chance to go over it. So have analysts. There should be a lot of questions on the call, helping people understand the investment process. Let me tell you right now, there's a 40% spread between where acreage is trading and what the value of this deal is. In other words, if the trigger event happened yesterday, the stock would be trading about 40% higher. Okay? I'm sure a lot of questions on the call are going to be centered around what is a trigger event. Nobody really knows. That's the strange thing right now. Nobody really knows what the trigger event is. Cause, and neither does the company, by the way. Because there's a lot, a lot of different things that could be a trigger event. 
I think one reason there's a 40% spread is that people thought a trigger event was the States Act. It's not a trigger event the way it's written right now. On the flip side, if the FDA rules that universities and and, and uh, research institutes can use marijuana to begin creating drugs, that would be a trigger event. Okay, so there's a lot of unknown there. That's why there's a big spread, but also risk and reward, right? A lot of reward if it plays out in the favor of these two companies. And you get a $2.55, $2.60 dividend when the deal closes. So let's get those answers tonight. This is a big week. We've got acreage tonight. We've got Charlotte's Web tonight. And we've got True Leave tomorrow. Do you see that? Looks pretty gross, doesn't it? Not too bad, though. Green tea extract and wheatgrass. Maybe I'll live to 120 years old. That along with all the CBD I'm taking, right? <laughs> okay. Um, these three companies are very key to the entire U.S. investing story to me. Acreage and the canopy relationship, we hear about it tonight. Then we've got the whole hemp story. And there's, without a doubt, Charlotte's Web is the top echelon of the U.S. hemp CBD business right now as it stands. They got the first jump out of the starting gate. They have a profitable business. They're cash flow profitable. You could see their earnings and revenue coming in. They should be blowing the doors off on this earnings call. I've done some of my own research that suggests growth should be above the 22 million revenue estimate that the company released at the beginning of May. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little concerned. I don't understand why they would say revenue will be somewhere between 21 and a half and 22 million when they did 21 and a half last quarter. And from the research I'm doing, it looks like they should do north of 23 million at the very least. So I don't understand that estimate at the beginning of May. So either they're going to blow out that estimate and come above 23 million, or they're going to have to do a lot of explaining on the conference call why. Revenues have slowed down quarter uh, to quarter, not vertical, but sequentially. I, I, I need to see sequential growth. So I'm very curious about the call tonight and the earnings number. And if we get revenue north of 23 million um, and we see sequential revenue growth, that stock should go up a lot from here. Don't forget they said on that pre-announcement that they have increased their retail outlets 50%. They closed the year with 4,000 outlets. They're up to 6,000 outlets by the end of the first quarter. So there should be a lot of growth here. Okay. Um, also, at the end of this week, very important, the FDA is opening a public hearing to go over CBD and come up with some specifications um, on how to handle CBD. Charlotte's Web is on that board there's a board of companies come together to talk to, this, to, the, to the FDA. And, of course, Charlotte's Web is at the top of that board. So I imagine it will be resolved to their favor, but there's risk there. We don't know how it's going to be resolved. One thing I'm hearing is that 
the FDA will allow for a certain amount of CBD to be in food products, but not, a, not above a certain amount. And if you want to use something above a certain amount, you'll have to do FDA trials. So it goes towards the drug industry. And the reason they're doing that, if they do that, is that it will, it will help bring pharmaceutical companies and their dollars into the business to do research to prove the efficacy of CBD. So you might have a two-tiered system. Okay, you could put up to X amount into a drink or what have you at a restaurant, but over that amount needs to get FDA approval. Um, I know Charlotte's Web has always been about hemp oil extract. They're not about the isolate. The isolate, which GW Pharmaceuticals got approved by the FDA for epilepsy, is something that the FDA is trying to um, regulate. So the best of all possible outcomes for Charlotte's Web after this FDA hearing is for the company to say, or for the FDA to say, hemp oil extract can be a, a supplement just like fish oil, but CBD isolate above X amount of milligrams has to get approved by the FDA. That would be the best of all scenarios. Let's see if that plays out. If it does, I imagine um, Charlotte's Web stock is bottoming right in here. And the third uh, part of this process, and then I'll let you go, is true leave tomorrow. And I'm going to share with you the secret now on how to understand the MSOs, retailers, dispensaries, okay? They're all the same thing, MSOs. I believe true leave is being discounted in the market because they've focused on one state, which is Florida. Now, they've branched out to California and Massachusetts, but their main focus is Florida. And at the moment, a lot of people, when I, I read a lot of sources and I, and I talk to a lot of people, they're getting discounted. People are saying um, they need to branch out and be involved in many states and not just focus on Florida. I respectfully disagree with this opinion. Focusing on Florida I think is ideal. They are dominating probably what will be the number one state in the country when it comes to cannabis use. And I mean that sincerely better than California because California's government's already screwed that whole thing up. So from a business standpoint, Florida's doing it right. Massive amount of people from tourism to the elderly, a lot of medical cannabis. It's a fantastic market. And let me tell you something, True Leave is selling five times as much THC product as any of its nearest competitors. Probably in excess of five times because the numbers that we're uh, um, uh, able to gather from the state don't even include flour. They don't even include flour. So the number is even probably greater. So I hear people talking about Sunterra and Cureleaf and they're catching up because they have stores. Not true. And here's the secret. The key to understanding MSOs and their revenue growth is not the amount of retail outlets. It's the amount of grow behind the outlets. If you don't have enough grow, you won't have enough SKUs in the store. So you might have as many stores open as, as True Leaf, but this explains why you're selling so much less product than True Leaf. Because True Leave has the grow to support the stores. And this is why Kim Rivers talks about on the call 
the boomerang effect. There will be customers that try out new stores that open, and then they come right back to Trulies because they don't have the variety in the product, nor do they have the quality. So the secret to investing in U.S. MSOs is looking behind the um, uh, easy press release that these companies put out of, look how many retail shops we've opened, and ask the company and look for and dig for information. Do they have the grow to support the stores? They probably don't. Now, will they two, three years down the road? They may. And in the meantime, truly is going to clean up. Revenue earnings are going to explode. And the stock goes a lot higher, is my guess, when people realize to stop discounting it for being the best in one of the best markets. Sometimes the market doesn't make any sense, stock market that is. Okay? So that's what you got to look out for, True Leave. There's your secret for the day. When investing in dispensary companies, don't get all excited because MedMen opens a store or two in Florida. When they have a tiny grow, don't forget, you can't transport marijuana across state lines. It's got to be vertically integrated. You got to grow in Florida to sell in Florida. So your grow in Florida has got to be big enough. And then the next question, of course, is are you a high cost producer or the lowest cost producer? Right? Where's the best farmland? Where's your lowest cost? Pay attention to those questions on the True Leave conference call tomorrow. Pay attention to Charlotte's Web and Acreage tonight. And I will be talking to you again later in the week to go over what I've learned from those conference calls. I hope this has been helpful, guys. Thanks for being here with me. I look forward to talking to you again. Be safe out there. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter because I'm constantly updating our investment risk-on stance. And I post whenever I can information about the stock market and the cannabis industry on my feed. That's at Brett Rosenthal. And I hashtag everything ARMR report, A-R-M-R report. All right, take care, guys.